0: everybody, again, thank you all so much for joining today. My name is Mike Hopkins at 17th Street Christian Church here in Corbin, Kentucky, and today is Palm Sunday. It's one of my favorite days of the year. It kicks off Holy Week, which will be lasting all week long leading up into next Sunday, which is Easter Sunday, where we will celebrate our risen King, that is Jesus, um, a day that's very exciting, obviously, not just in our church, but all around the world. But today is all about Palm Sunday, where we recognize where Jesus is is entering into Jerusalem. This was supposed to be a glorious day, a day of triumph, a day of celebration, a day of happiness. And yet there's many people who did not get to completely experience the presence of God because they were too worried about their own pride, their selfishness, and other things going on in their own hearts. And so the goal today is to identify the things that are keeping us from experiencing God daily. So hopefully by the end of this message, you can recognize some of those things and get better at doing that. So, hey, thank you again for listening today. We would love it if you would come join us um, one Sunday morning at 11 o'clock here at 17th Street. Um, Go to our website at www w.17scc.com. You can actually watch all of our services live, and also pre-recorded of our worship sets and all of our sermons there as well, as well as get plenty of more information. So again, thanks for listening. If you enjoy this message, make sure you share it with somebody that it may be impactful to someone you know. So again, thanks for listening and enjoy. supposed to be a nice little palm tree video there, but that's all right. <laughs> it's been one of those tech problem days. That's no no big, no, no big deal at all. Um, but good morning, everybody. Again, welcome to 17th Street. It is so great to see you guys um, here today. I don't know about you all, but it is good to be here. I, I would be lying to you if I said that I wouldn't still didn't miss the 80-degree uh, Beachy weather a little bit. Um, When we hit Tennessee, it was snowing, but (laughs) so, but it's okay. I'm still thankful to be here today, and I'm thankful to see so many of you guys. And um, it's just it's it's it's, it's good to be um, back today. Um, I want to talk to you all a little bit about something I did this past week. Something that I struggle with, and I think many of you would probably agree, just from knowing me, maybe over the past you know year and a half, getting almost almost a year and a half now exactly we're getting pretty close but something that i struggle with is i like to stay connected I'm someone who, I've always got my phone nearby, I've always got, you know, the laptop ready to go, like on my computer, on my desk, I always have my email sitting there. So if I ever see a message, I can scroll over, I can check it, I can reply. I might not always reply timely, but I can at least, you know, see what's going on. I like to have my phone, I like to, you know, always look at the news, I like to, you know, be on the social media, I like to do those things, I like to be connected. And there's nothing wrong with being connected until you connect a little bit too much and I'll be honest, before we left last week, as we, we had the week off, is I really, really tried hard to not do that. I tried really really hard to put the phone away. I tried hard to not reply to a lot of messages. I still failed a whole lot. I, I, I wasn't as disconnected as I needed to be. I'll be honest. I still made posts and, you know, checked the headlines and watched too much of the Masters the past few days. But, uh, I, but I still did that. I, I tried really hard, and it was nice because... There for a few days, there was nothing between me and, you know, God. Me and nothing. It was just, it, it was able to do that. And, and like, well, Mike, why are you talking about this today? I don't know about you all, but I think there's a lot of things that are distracting us. I think that's very easy for many of us to agree with is that we have too many distractions. I tried to find some pictures. For some reason, me and the computer last week, we weren't friends. Me and him, we, we battled all week last week, so I don't have these pictures I was going to show you. But if you ever go to a concert in today's world, you see more phones than you see faces, right? If you've ever been to a concert in the last maybe five years, you see everyone going, <laughs> to videoing the songs and, the, and everything and stuff like that. It, it's, 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 just, it's comical because pictures of concerts and events today is a lot different than the ones you may look at from 50 years ago, right? There's things that are blocking us from the experience. Me and Jenna, when we went to watch the Reba concert a few months ago, I said, Honey, give me your phone. Let me record. Let me record it so you can enjoy the experience. And she's doing her dancing and singing the songs and whatnot. I'm here. I'll record because I don't care. Let me record the thing so you can enjoy the experience. I think there's a lot of things getting between us and experiencing this world. I, I really do believe that. That's one reason at church camp, you know, we try really hard to keep the kids off the phones during the week. and doesn't always work because you still kind of want them a little social because it's a good advertisement for their friends, right? <laughs> you still want them to be a little social. But it's hard to keep us from doing that. And like, Mike, why, why are we talking about this? And this is where I want us to go. There are things in our life that are keeping us from experiencing God. There are things in Mike's life In every single one of our lives that are keeping us from experiencing the goodness, the greatness, the perfection, the glories of God. Because we're distracted. It's like glasses. Have you ever tried to look through the wrong prescription? You can't see nothing, can you? Because you're not looking at the world correctly. And I think there's things that are keeping us from experiencing God on a daily basis. And we're going to read a little about that today as we kind of get into This Easter week, this holy week, this passion week, as we talk about Palm Sunday. Well, Mike, what what are these distractions? And I think they come from all sorts of places. You know, we're distracted by technology. I don't always just pick on the phones because that's easy to pick on. But technology distracts us. Our own schedules distract us. Our own pride distracts us. Our own judgment distracts us. These things keep us from experiencing God. Well, Mike, give us an example. I've got some examples. A few years ago, big famous rapper, pop star Kanye West, probably heard of him, he came out as a Christian a few years ago, and I don't want to debate today whether it's genuine or not, that's not what today is talking about. He even came out with his own Christian album, and the world almost burned him at the stake. Like, he shouldn't be making this Christian music, he's just trying to make money off God. I wonder how many people, for the first time in their lives, got to worship God to a song that maybe would have never turned on a Christian station. You know, there was a band that came out several years ago by the name of Skillet. I'm talking about music today if you can't tell. A band named Skillet. They're more of a it's a more rock heavy metal type of Christian music. And i like, Well, oh, that's just sinful. I don't like it. Mike too loud. And I've heard stories about people who would never ever listen to anything else, and it was the first time they were able to worship God to something they enjoyed. There's a documentary out on Hulu right now. It's called, I can't remember the exact name of it. It's talking all about this band Hillsong United and the church Hillsong and about how, um, how, how they've destroyed the church world. And it's all these negative things and that happened, and, but yet they don't talk about how many lives have changed. Because we get distracted because of the things we think are right are just our own agendas. There's something that keeps us from experiencing God, whether it's judgment, whether it's our pride, whether it's our schedule, whatever it is. Church, we need to remove that veil. We need to fix our prescriptions. I think some of us, me included, there's times when we just can't experience God because we're too worried about everything else. Look here, Hebrews chapter 1. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Fast forward to chapter 11. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Mike, where's this going? I don't think some of us are seeking God enough daily. And it's causing us to miss Him. It's the reason we get so down and we get so depressed and we get so frustrated with the world because we don't get to see God. It's because we're not looking at the world correctly, church. So I want to ask this question. If you don't hear one illustration the rest of the day, if you don't remember one scripture, I just want you to remember this one question. What's keeping you from seeing God on a daily basis? What is keeping you from experiencing God on a daily basis. you don't hear one thing else I say, I want you to answer that question. Because when things change, we get nervous, right? <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't know what's going on. If you remember back in 1988, I wasn't around yet. But maybe you remember you know, the famous baseball stadium, Wrigley Field. Well, Wrigley Field, 1988, they got lights. One of the last stadiums in baseball to get lights. Like, oh, that's a good thing. You know a lot of people were mad about it? Because it took away the purity of baseball. Because they changed this historic monument. They were distracted by what they thought was right. And now look how much more baseball they can enjoy because they got over themselves just for a little bit. You know, on Wednesday nights, we've been walking through the book of Acts, and a few weeks ago we talked about, I guess two weeks ago now, we talked about Saul and his conversion on the road to Damascus. What happened when when God showed, or Jesus appeared to him on the road, he was blinded, and he goes, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? You're looking at the world wrong. I wonder how many of us need to hear that same thing from God. Mike, Mike, why are you persecuting me? Maybe not physically, but with the way you're viewing the world. It says in Acts 9, he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord, Saul asked. What's keeping you from seeing God? Is it your Pride? Is it your tradition? Is it just your whatever? (laughs) What's keeping you? Romans 12 says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. Mike, why are we talking about this on Palm Sunday? Because Palm Sunday is exciting church. It kicks off Holy Week. A week from today, we're going to celebrate the King who's risen who came back to the life on the third day and is now setting up his kingdom forever. It's exciting. Today is Palm Sunday. We're talking about Jesus who rode into the city of Jerusalem. It's supposed to be a day of glory. It's a day of celebration. Everyone here, prophecy is coming true. Things are happening. People are praising. The king is here. It's a day to party. But there's things that were keeping people from experiencing Christ. What's keeping you from experiencing Christ? Let's read. We're going to be in Luke chapter 19, verse 28. After Jesus said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. As he approached Bethany, he called the Mount of Olives. He sent two of his disciples, saying to him, Go to the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find a colt there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? Say, The Lord needs it. Those who were sent ahead and went and found it, just as he had told him as they were untying the colt, its owners asked, why are you untying the colt? (laughs) They replied, the Lord needs it. They brought it to Jesus. They threw their cloaks on the colt and put Jesus on it. And as he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. And when it came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives. The whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God with loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. But some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, stop. Rebuke your disciples. He tells you, he replied, If they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. As he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it and said, If you... When Jesus entered the temple courts, he began to drive out those who were selling. It is written, that he said to them, My house will be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. Every day he was teaching at the temple, but the chief priests, the teachers of the law, the leaders among the people were trying to kill him. Yet they could not find any way to do it, because all his people hung on his words. This day of glory, this day of praise, the day of prophecy being fulfilled, woo the king is here yet people were blinded what's blinding you i know there's a lot of things that blind mike we talked a little bit about this in sunday school this morning and I, I, one thing i was talking about you know sometimes you know why, why do we have church several reasons Well, one reason we have church is to experience god to give him glory to give him praise and sometimes i can't do that because i'm too focused on okay is this here is this here this here and i'm robbed of that it's one of my problems i have Let's talk a little bit about this parade, almost this Palm Sunday, as Jesus is riding into, into the thing. You've seen parades, you've been to parades. They're glorious. Everybody's waving. Hey, everybody, they a princess wave. Everybody's celebrating. Everybody's happy. It's a day of celebration. Everything's cool. I you mean, know, the palm branch. It's a sign of victory, peace, triumph, eternal life. It's a day where the season of Lent is now drawing near an end. We don't really talk a lot about Lent here, which maybe we should, but Lent is drawing near to an end. But this is a day to celebrate. The day of the times of fasting and holding off and making sacrifices, it's coming close to ending. Let's take a day to celebrate. This is a joyful day. But why the donkey? Let's rewind. We're going to go to the Old Testament a little bit. This is a day that was prophesied about. If you look with me in Zechariah chapter 9, he says, Let's rejoice greatly. Daughter of Zion, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The donkey's gentle, right? It's a gentle, it's, it's, it's a meek animal. It's a hard worker. It's, it's not one of, you know, it's not a peacock. It's not like out there <laughs> saying, hey, look at me, look at me. No, it's humble, but it gets the job Done. Uh, you ever wonder why didn't Jesus come in on chariots and horses? Those would have been a little bit more majestic, wouldn't they? Because he didn't need them. People praised him anyway. It's kind of interesting. Uh, here's a little bit of Bible trivia for today. And If you can prove me wrong, you earn a Jesus point. If you open up your scripture, it's interesting when we look that this donkey is what Jesus rode to what would one day, eventually in a few days, be his end. If we think back to before the time Jesus was ever born, Scripture doesn't actually tell us that Mary rode on a donkey to Bethany. Or Bethany. To Bethlehem. It's something that we kind of just assume, even though it's not really in Scripture. If you find it, there's your, there's your, there's your Jesus points for the week. But it's interesting is every time we look at the Nativity, we see her riding, and it's kind of funny to think about the animal that brought Jesus into the world is the one that will eventually bring him out. Isaiah 66. So I will choose harsh treatment for them. And bring on them what they dread. For when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, no one listened. They did evil in my sight, and they chose what displeases me. You know, one part of the story we don't talk a lot about is the disciples. And Jesus says, hey, go get the donkey. Go get the colt. Why? Because I told you to. (laughs) Go do it. Stop asking so many questions. Prophecy was fulfilled because they followed a simple order. What simple orders aren't you following? Those little nudges of Jesus, of God on your shoulder, saying, Hey, go do this. I want you to go talk to this person. Go shake their hand. Hey, give them a little bit of money. Help them out. Go pray with them. Go talk to this person. Why are you telling God no? Who knows what could happen? We tell them no too much. It allows us, we miss what's happening. Are you listening to the small calls that Jesus makes every single day? You know, it's easy for us to talk about the big things, right? Like every, you know, few months or years we get the Jesus asks us to do something big, right? Like, I want you to do this. I want you to make this move. I want you to do this, yeah. But we don't talk about the little bitty ones on a daily basis. Go here, do this, say this, pray this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I wonder what miracles, we've talked a lot about this on Wednesday nights, by the way. I wonder what miracles are being robbed from others because we won't do just the little things. Luke 19. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. They see these people rejoicing. They're happy. They're celebrating. But yet the Jewish leaders, what do they do? They're, they're frustrated because their church is getting messed up. Right? They're frustrated. They're mad. They say, teacher, rebuke your disciples. Stop it. You're messing it up. You're not doing it correctly. Stop. And Jesus says, if they stop, even the stones will worship. Yeah. Church, I don't know about you guys. I don't want to get to heaven and be outdone by a stone. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I mean, it's just, it's, and, but, it, but Jesus says, hey, if they stop worshiping, the rocks will cry out. Because nothing's blocking them from seeing me. What's blocking you? What's keeping you from seeing God on a daily basis? Not a yearly, not a weekly, not a monthly, not a lifetime. On a daily basis, what is keeping you from experiencing Christ? Because there's another you know, big metaphor a lot of people will use, which you could argue whether or not it's factual or not, but we're not going to do that today, that Jesus is the bridge that gets us to the Father. And and whenever we don't see him, we don't get to God. Scripture says that what? The only way through to me is through my son, Jesus. It's the only way we get to him. What is keeping you from seeing him? My prayer for you this week, during this holy week, is that you don't miss God. You've missed him all year. I've missed him a lot. This week, let us not miss God. Sound like a plan? Well, how are we going to do it, Mike? Well, first of all, you've got to answer this. What's keeping you from experiencing him? Is it your pride? Is it just busy, um, busy, 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 busy? Is it the phone? I don't know. What's keeping you from experiencing the Father? And then what i want to do is I'm going to give you some homework this week. As you leave today, I'm challenging you to make this week a little special. Mike, don't give us homework. Well, sorry. This is the little things. Maybe this is God telling you to do something. This week, make every single day a point to talk about Jesus with your family. Mike, I live alone. We'll do it alone. It's okay. Get with those who are close to you. Every single day this week, get with those who are closest to you and talk about Jesus because that's what this week's about. Well, Mike, I don't have time. Well, that's something that's keeping you in between. You're not going to see the Father if you don't make time. As you leave today, you're going to see these little packets. These are packets and every single day, there's a devotion I want you to do with your family. I want you to do these. I want you remember we did this last year. A little bit, a little bit different this year. Walk through these devotions with your family. Make it a point before you go to bed to talk about Jesus. If you didn't talk about Jesus this week, you failed, church. Well, Mike, we got the rest of the year. Let's make a point to do it this week. Monday, you're going to talk all about the cleansing of the temple. You're going to read in Mark. You're going to be in chapter 11. Hey, by the way, these are all going to be emailed to you every single day if you're on that email devotional list. If you're not on that list, grab one of these packets. Okay? Monday, tomorrow, you're going to talk all about the cleansing of the temple. Tuesday, you're going to talk about Jesus predicting his own death. Wednesday, known as Spy Wednesday, you're going to talk about Judas and about how he goes behind Christ's back. Thursday, you're going to talk all about the Last Supper. Friday, you're going to talk about Jesus dying. Saturday, you're going to talk about Saturday's a day we don't talk a lot about. Have you noticed that? Imagine being the disciple on Saturday. The king's gone, Easter's not here yet. It's known as Silent Saturday or Black Saturday. It's an anticipation of is he going to come back? It's kind of interesting when you put yourself in the shoes of a disciple during that day. It's easy to worship Jesus when you're watching him do miracles, but it's a little bit more difficult whenever he's gone for a couple of days. You're going to talk about that on Saturday. I'm going to read you this quote. I didn't have a lot to talk about today. I just really wanted to focus on that one point is this. If the enemy can distract you from your time alone with God, then he can isolate you from the help that comes from God alone. Let me read that again now that you're paying attention. If the enemy can distract you from your time alone with God, then he can isolate you from the help that comes from God alone. Here's Mike's version. If Satan can put something in front of you, you're not going to experience God. This week, let's get rid of it. Father, forgive us for being blinded, for being blind, Father, to your glories and your goodness and your miracles. God, I'm sorry for being distracted. Lord, I'm sorry for letting my pride, my arrogance. God, I'm sorry for all the things that get between me and you. God, this week, help me tear those down. God, this week, help us all to tear those down so we can experience your glory during this holy week. God, again, I ask you not just forgive me, but all of us here. Lord, for being distracted. God, help us to be like Stephen, to be bold. God, wake us up like Saul and let us see nothing but you this week. Jesus, thank you for dying for us. I pray that this week, Lord, we can be better at remembering you. God, we thank you and we say this in your son's name. Amen. If the enemy can distract you from your time alone with God, then he can isolate you from the help that comes from God alone. Is there anyone here today who's been very, very distracted this week? Might have had a busy week. When, when are they not busy? <laughs> let's just be honest. Is there anyone here today who's just, you, you feel like there's a screen in front of you and you just want to tear it down and you don't know how and you need some help? I'd love to help you. I'd love to pray with you. Open up the word. Let's figure out how we can get you to experience God daily this holy week. If that's you, maybe you need to rededicate today. Maybe you just want prayer. Maybe you just need a hug. I'm a good hugger. Whatever it is. Would you come today? And let's... Let's remove that barrier. Is there anyone here today who, who, who maybe you've not given your life to Jesus? That's the reason you can't see him. This is a great week for the Christian church if you let it be. If that's not you and you want to maybe give your life over to Christ and talk more about that, I'll, I invite you to come forward. I'll talk all afternoon with you. If you're online and you just need help, you need prayer, send us a message, send, send, drop a comment. We'll pray for you. We'll be there for you. If you need to talk, Why don't you come? Let's stand. Let's sing.